Welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast, hosted by Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the New Grad Physio. Having experienced his own rapid rise from student to dream job as the head of physiotherapy and rehab at the Leeds Rhinos, just 15 months after graduating, Andy knows exactly what it takes to accelerate your skills and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously been with the Leeds Rhinos for 10 seasons, Andy now consults with a number of individual elite athletes within professional rugby, international football and professional dance, alongside running his own successful private practice. Andy built the new grad physio to help new grad physios, sports therapists and sport rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive new grad physio. As a new grad, there are specific challenges you will face during those first few years and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. Enjoy the show! Hi, it's Andy Bark here and welcome to the New Grad Physio podcast. In this episode, I want to talk specifically about choosing the right job. So maybe you're looking at graduating, you are looking at applying for your first job role. It can be really, really difficult to know what job is going to be the, the best job for you. So this goes way beyond just looking at how much the job's going to pay you and in this podcast, I want to cover some real important considerations that you should be giving some uh, a great amount of attention and thought about whether or not that job opportunity is going to be the best opportunity for you. So therapists, as new grads, make decisions based on, I guess, their development, in not only in their clinical skills and non-clinical skills, but ultimately their, their career. And the decisions that you make as a new grad can have a massive bearing on what happens over the coming months and years in your career and how you know how you're able to progress your career based on those early decisions that you make as a new grad. But this is something that we're not told about. We're not really advised and given the help and support we we probably need and we you know we we crying out for really as as sort of new grads. So when you first step out of university into the real world, it's almost, you know, get a job, make some mistakes, figure out what you want to do, then then you know apply for that, you know, that right job. Whereas, you know, what I want to try and deliver to you today is some some help and support, some guidance. So maybe you could skip all that frustration and you could skip all skip all that stagnation at the start of your career and actually make that first decision the, the right decision. So maybe you have already qualified, maybe you are looking for work, maybe looking for a new job, maybe you're already in a job, but it's in a role where you feel like you don't quite enjoy it as much as you should, you don't feel it's challenging you as much as it should do, or maybe it doesn't have the right responsibilities that you think a graduate therapist should actually have. This podcast is going to discuss some of the, the key considerations that you should be thinking about when you are looking at applying for and possibly accepting your first job role. And the same content will apply for students or if you're looking for that next placement or you know whether it's a shadowing experience or an internship or whatever it may be the same content is going to apply to those opportunities too i've also got a great story of a therapist that took a job for less money in favor of a better learning experience and i'm going to detail why that was such a good decision for him 
and why that was a step he needed to to actually take and has been the, the step that enabled him to actually achieve his dream job now working at his boyhood, you know, sports team, the team that he grew up supporting, you know, as a kid. And now he's, he's one of the physios, you know, working in, in sort of that in that environment. So first up, I wanted to kick off with about talking about confidence and, and why you shouldn't let a lack of confidence actually stopping, stop you getting started. So you've gone to university, you, you know, maybe still studying at the moment, but you're on a, a pretty tough degree. You know, you've studied three or four years on a BSc program, depending on where you've studied. Maybe you've done a previous undergrad and then maybe done a, a two year MSc in physiotherapy, sports therapy, sports rehab. It, it, the same, you know, theory is going to apply to, to all those, all those professions. The full on degrees, you know, they're not they're not those degrees that I'm sure you've had friends at university from other courses who were in uni for four, six hours a week. They barely have anything else to do outside of that that time. They don't have you know, all those hours of assignments and exams and all the placement hours that you have to contend with during that, that period of study. You know, I, I generally think using, I guess, my own example and I know the, the programs that are delivered on, on BSE programs because I, I teach on, on many of these programs. I reckon we're squashing five years of study actually into a three-year degree. So five that 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 degree could easily be spanned out across five years, but it's squashed down into to three years. But as a therapist graduating, you maybe have some, I guess, self-talk if that's if that's the right word, that you maybe don't have enough knowledge and skills to actually help people, but you do. And there's a massive misconception for new grads that that you almost need to finish your studies and you realise quite quickly that, you know, I guess what you were taught at university and what you need to know in the real world, there's a big disparity between the two. Uh, but the mis- big misconception is that you need to then go away and do go do loads more study or loads more experience and get lo- loads more shadowing, you know, experiences with other therapists, more experienced therapists, and you don't. Whilst that stuff is going to be potentially going to be helpful, what you really need to do is you know, stop seeking those type of things and actually apply for a job and actually get your foot in the door and actually get your hands on. Now, you don't need to, you know, broaden your knowledge base and you, you just need to get into that environment and you need to, you know, start start working. And then if you've got right help and support around you, you will build that confidence, you will build that competency in your skills to be able to do an even better job. And are you going to make mistakes as a new grad? 100%. You know, any therapist that tells you that they did not get things wrong, did not make mistakes as a new grad is totally bullshitting you because, you know, that is not the case. You know, the our degrees almost give you the, the bare bones of what you need. And obviously there's a whole lot more that you need to learn. But you need to get into that environment to be able to to use, firstly, the skills that you've got. And the skills that you have got are more than adequate for helping so many patients, so many athletes that you might work with, depending on the setting that you go to, you know, go to work in, whether that's in the NHS, private practice, or even in professional sport. You've got enough skills there to help people. So get your foot in the door, get the opportunity and then start helping people one of the things i wanted to mention in relation to sort of confidence was please be aware of these i'm calling them like a new grad guru on social media so i'm sure you've seen these people when i say this i'm sure there's a few accounts of people that you could probably think of straight away maybe on instagram or, or twitter you see that newly qualified therapist who's 
sharing their thoughts and opinions about certain things and on the face of it you maybe feel oh they they look or look at or appear much you know much smarter than you and much better uh, much better therapist than you but there's a couple of things here that I want to sort of touch on so firstly on social media generally people will post the best stuff about themselves you know uh, they'll post you know how good everything's sort of going they'll put themselves in a in a really good light people will rarely express the things they're struggling with their pains and their fears and the things that that sort of went wrong so everything you sort of hear I, I sort of take with a pinch of salt in, in that sort of regard but people love to tell you how good everything is how well they're doing how which is such a great job they're doing as a new grad and how much they're enjoying it and everything else like that but you know they're really going to express those problems and those you know those those thoughts the negative you know experiences and thoughts that that you're having they're, they're having exactly the same thoughts and um, experiences but they're just not sharing those with you on on instagram or sort of twi- or twitter sorry so you know the the problem with this is if you read too many of these things you get this i guess mindset and, and thought process that these therapists are better than you that you know and it might make you question you know whether how good you are you know whether you're suitable you know to do what you do and you feel like a bit of an imposter so again take these things with a with a pinch of salt and pay less attention to what others are doing you know i I've always been able to do this and I think it's, it's quite a good good attribute to have but I generally do not care what anyone else is doing. Um, I work, I've obviously worked in, in sport and private practice sort of my whole career and I've worked with so many other therapists and I, I think you know probably 90% of these therapists, new grads and experienced therapists, pay far too much attention what everyone else is doing, you know, talking about, oh, well, he's got a similar job to me but he's getting paid this amount, I'm only getting paid this amount this he's doing that he's doing that and they're too often too worried about what other people are doing or i've heard things are not going too well at that club or or that clinic he's not struggling a little bit and you know they're not very happy and things like this and i generally do not care unless obviously that that therapist is coming to me and asking for some help and advice uh, for themselves you know clearly i'm going to help them out but I don't generally care what other people are doing. I'm more focused on on on, on what I'm doing, and say with the the therapist that I work with and mentor. Um, one of the things I've told many a therapist is to forget what other people are doing, whether that's your peers, people that are a step or two ahead of you, people that are on your tails chasing the same jobs that you want. Um, stop worrying about what they're doing. You can't really control that. You can control what you're doing, and let's focus on. Or you can do and start working you towards your own dream role. So part of that is getting the the right support. So I'm I'm sure you're aware of this, even if you're still studying and even if you just sort of graduated. But as a therapist, you you never stop learning. The evidence base to to what we do, whether that's assessment, treatment, rehab, whether that's you know some of the involvement in the theory around some non clinical skills like communication and building rapport, it's constantly sort of uh, evolving. And any therapist, experienced or not. You know that doesn't engage with continued learning and CPD will fall behind, and that's whether you've just qualified or whether you've been qualified 10, 15, 20 years. The difference being, as a new grad, you need more support than at any point in your therapy career. I've seen therapists completely lose their way by not having the right support network around them. And as good as your degree was, I mentioned it before, it's really given you just the foundations, really the, the bare bones, if you like, to be able to do a basic assessment, 
it's only giving you the exposure and your placements, etc. have only given you the exposure to a selected number or limited number of, of injuries and different pathologies. You've only had exposure to you know, a limited number of treatment techniques and rehab exercises and, and certain and the, and the reasons and the rationale behind how to manage certain sort of injuries. So clearly, I'm not telling you anything you don't know here, but when you get into the real world, there's clearly a lot more that you need to learn. There's clearly a lot more you need to do. Hope you are enjoying today's episode so far. Just wanted to take a break and make sure you haven't missed out on Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It will show you five simple steps you need to accelerate your learning and career as a new grad physio. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. It's Andy's most downloaded resource and you can get it completely free just by visiting newgradphysio.com. So, make sure you check it out. Now, let's get back to the podcast. Um, to be able to progress, to fill in those gaps that university has sort of, uh, has not taught you. And that's not not a, a negative of of university system. You just clearly cannot fit, learn everything. You clearly not can't remember everything. Sometimes it's it's hard learning something in a textbook or in a university lecture or sort of seminar. And then if you've not applied that in a in a setting like a placement or in your early months and years as a new grad, then a lot of times you just forget about things, don't you? And that's that's just how the how the brain works. If you don't use something, you will you'll sort of lose it. And again, that's that's the same sort of thing. But going back to when you get out into the real world, there's clearly a lot you need to learn, a lot you need to do. But you don't want to be doing this on your own. You don't want to be doing it alone. You know, if you if you lack that support network around you. So say maybe you're working on your own, you're in a pretty isolated sort of environment. Maybe you're working in the clinic, but you close your door, you're with a patient. There's not a lot of opportunity to, to get the help and support. You know, who are you going to ask if you have that tricky case in your clinic? Who is the, the therapist? Who's that senior person or mentor that's going to guide you and, and advise you on your next career step? So this is a massive one because you have to think that when you're in any environment, whether it's NHS private practice or even sport sometimes the your line manager or that person who is above you might not always have your best interest at heart and what i mean by that is you know you they might want to keep hold of you in that environment so they may not sometimes be the best person to advise you to mentor you because they they're looking at in terms of your position and what you're doing in, in their organization uh, having a positive effect on them so then them losing you to somewhere else again might create a lot of work for them they have to replace you go through the whole you know applications and job interviews and everything else so again if you've not got that support network you know who is going to guide you and advise you on that next career step and who's going to help you you know to work on those areas in your practice that you feel like that you're you're not strong at and maybe a bit weaker at and you need to sort of develop one of the big things that that I always say to therapists is regardless of the money being offered and you obviously need to be to be valued you need to be paid you know what you're worth but regardless of money which again is one of the the almost the first thing and sometimes the only thing that some therapists will look at when they look at any sort of role how good that job looks on paper if you are not going to get the right support that you need as a new grad then I would strongly consider if it's a role that you should be sort of taking 
at the start, I mentioned there was a therapist that, that I ended up working with. And I'm going to tell you his sort of story now. And, and this sort of brings this, this sort of point to life. So I was um, looking to replace one of the therapists that I was working with when I was the, the lead physio at the Leeds Rhino. So the assistant physio that was working with me, he got a great opportunity and we worked really hard and I helped him you know, to, to be able to do this. But he was moving on. He was actually going to go become a head physio at a rival club, which again, for me, um, I was a bit disappointed he was leaving because uh, he was a great physio and I got on really well with him. We had a great relationship and we had some real good success with the team at the time. Um, and whilst it was unfortunate to, for him to be leaving, I actually helped him quite a lot in terms of his application and, and how to position himself to be able to be in a good chance of getting that role, which he did. Um, helped him with negotiating things like salary and, and telling him what he should sort of be, be asking for as part of his sort of package. So whilst it was tough for him to leave and obviously then created some more work for me to, to re-employ someone else you know I obviously helped him with that process and it was great for for me to see him progress to the next stage of his career and he's obviously gone on to bigger and better things even now since since then so I was looking to replace him um, and we put a job out to advert we had a bit of time um, it was getting towards the end of the season so there was a remainder of the sort of season and then there was obviously the off season so we had a bit of time and we put an advert out in all the usual sort of places for the job and applicants were sort of rolling in um, but with any sort of role I there's, there's maybe a few people um, and, and senior therapists will do this all the time that you know that you've worked before that you respect their opinion and I was in conversation with one of um, my peers you know another, another physio at the time actually who was at um, another another sports club another high level sports club and, and I asked him do you know of anyone that that might be interested in applying for this role and he said yeah there's a therapist actually that I know he's, he's that's currently actually in Australia working in private practice he wants to come back to the UK he's looking for to get into a role I think he's actually um, pretty um, almost almost certainly nearly signed up for another role which 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 at the time was another team that were actually in the same league as the the sort of Leeds Rhino so I said oh just just let him know we've got a job um a job going if he's interested in applying like he sounded like a good fit but obviously to to get in contact and he obviously can apply for the position and he made contact with me and we had a, a couple of emails and I actually jumped on a phone call this is bear in mind he was still in Australia at the time and I sort of explained what the role was and Obviously, he'd come with a quite a big, a good recommendation from you know another therapist that I that I know and, and sort of respect. Um, but to cut a long story short, he basically agreed to this other role. He'd not signed yet. Clearly, he was still in Australia, so he's literally it was a, he was flying over the next week. He was going to go down to this club. He was going to literally sign on the dotted line. That was it. And then we got talking, uh, and the, for what he was basically being offered at this other role, we we couldn't compete with that. The role he was doing at the clubs was slightly different. Uh, and the role, the role that we were offering was going to pay him twenty five percent less, which was a big chunk of cash. You know, he was coming back over to the UK, having been away in Australia for a few years. He was obviously going to have to rent somewhere. He have to buy cars. He have to do all these things. So financially, it was going to be be tough. But to cut a long story short, he ended up taking the role with myself at the Leeds Rhinos, and this this all came down pretty much to the fact that our mutual friend, the the therapist that I'd spoke to and he'd been recommended by, um, they'd actually trained together at university. Uh, and he basically advised him, he said, I know you're, you can get more money at this other role, but 
it's for you, it's going to be the, the best step that you will make to something bigger. You're going to go into an environment that's probably going to offer you a better learning environment that you're going to, I guess, be be mentored by and you're going to be helped by. Um, this is not only me, this is the other guys that were in the medical department at the time and the wider sort of MDT that's going to allow you to, to learn what you need to learn to make the next step in your career. And to cut a longer story, even shorter, um, he came in with us, he accepted the role, so obviously took 25% less cash. Um, and we had some great success, so we, we got him really well. He was a fantastic physio. We we managed to, to win a Challenge Cup together. Um, that was the first time I think the club had won that, that trophy for 15 years or something like that. We had some obviously some great times together, both on and off the field, like I say, fantastic physio. And then he actually moved on to then actually take up a role at his dream club so the, the the sports club that he'd grown up with he's originally from Ireland he, he went back to Ireland and took up a role um, so again I was um, a bit sad he was leaving similar to the, the physio before but again um, I just felt really proud and privileged that someone would say that about myself and someone would say about the environment that we created at the time that you know that that would be a great environment for any therapist to sort of come in to continue their learning to get better and you know how this links to you is you know, when you are considering any sort of role, just please, you know, take obviously the money into consideration. You need to get get paid enough money that you can feasibly live, and you know, and obviously pay your bills and pay your rent or you know, pay board or whatever if you're still sort of living and working from from home. But there's much more to it than that. You need to be in an environment that's going to foster your development, that's going to help you progress if you then want to make the sort of next step in your career. One of the one of the biggest comments that I hear all the time, so members that are in my Neuro Physio membership, we have a private Facebook community. And one of the big, I guess, positives that therapists talk about all the time with with some like say the case studies that sort of go in the, the group and the other information that goes in the, the private Facebook group uh, is that they they feel much more confident when they see other therapists, when they see the problems that they're having. When we're putting case studies in, they they can look and they can almost see how they they would manage similar injuries in you know in the same sort of way. And it's giving them the, almost the confidence that they're not doing things wrong, that they're treating in a similar way to other therapists that are at a similar stage of their career. So like when a case study does go in the group they can almost reason behind, clinically reason what they think is going on, what diagnosis is, how they might manage that injury and, and compare that to what their peers would do and, and obviously pick up information and learn things, but without the pressure of it actually being a, a sort of real life patient. So that's just, I guess, another example of of a supportive learning environment where it's obviously there's, there's no pressure there because it's not a real life patient. But it's giving giving therapists, it's giving new grads that reassurance and confidence uh, that they wouldn't ordinarily get, um, and it and obviously enables them to you know if that injury was a real life patient, was a patient that's going to walk through their door next week in clinic, they'd have that confidence to be able to to manage that injury because they've seen it already, albeit you know with a case study through through the group. So how do you make that next step? So we've obviously talked there about the importance of considering those other factors when you're, you know, you want to take that job role or even maybe that placement or shadow experience. The biggest thing is that you make sure that any of those opportunities, whether it is a job placement, shadow experience or whatever it is, is part of your bigger plan. So what do I actually mean by that? Well, what I mean by this is, is this job 
for example? Is it going to give you an, the opportunity to grow and develop? You know, could you progress within that clinic role or within that sports club or that role within the NHS? Is it going to help you develop in the areas that you need to develop in? So whether that's you feel like you need to get better at your subjective assessment or you need to get better at your special testing or you need to be better at communicating information to patients, is that area and the support that you're going to get is actually going to help you develop in those areas? And as important as all, as all of that, you know, is this role, is this step that you're going to take, is it going to help you move towards your dream dream role, your dream job, whatever that may be for you? So, so many therapists that I speak to who reach out to me, for particularly for career support, make rash decisions, rash career decisions based on worry about not having a job rather than taking the time to find and access the right job. You've probably heard, and you may, this may even be yourself, but you've heard a therapist that graduate with, you know, a therapy degree and just end up doing massage. Maybe they're working in private clinics, but I have most of their time spent doing admin or, or cleaning the patient rooms rather than actually seeing patients or therapists that are having to find other jobs, you know, to working in pubs and shops and everywhere else just to try and supplement their wages. So having worked so hard at university, I'm sure that you want to use your skills to the, in the best possible way. You want to graduate, you want to use your skills to help the patients and athletes you're working with. You don't just want to be doing massage, you want to do more than that. You want to be able to you know, maybe use your soft tissue skills, but work in a position that will allow you to diagnose to, to assess, to be able to not only use your hands-on skills, but also rehab patients alongside your, you know, your hands-on you know, treatment techniques. You want to be in a role where you're given the responsibility, you know, to see patients and not sat all day behind a computer screen or making appointments or cleaning a treatment room. That's not why you went to university in the first place. And you want to be in an environment that is challenging, that's going to push you. Challenge is rewarding, you know, you when you're able to help patients out that have problems. This is probably the best thing that, that we do as sort of therapists. But whilst it's challenging, it's also supportive and it's gonna give you the you know the best start to life as a new grad physio, sports therapist, or sports rehabilitator. So if you feel like you're a little bit unsure about where these types of roles are, where to look for them, how to assess whether a potential job or even a, pl a placement is going to give you these opportunities I've spoke about in this podcast and the support that you need and how you might actually get your foot in the door to these sorts of positions that will offer you these opportunities as a new grad and how you'll be able to actually compete with more experienced therapists for great roles within the NHS, maybe within private practice or even in professional sport, then please let me know. So send me an email, andy at newgraphysio.com and I'll help you make that next step. That next step to a successful start to life as a new grad into a job that you enjoy, a job that gives you the responsibility you deserve as a fully qualified therapist and one that provides you with the continued learning and support you need as a new grad physio, sports therapist or sports rehabilitator. Thanks for listening to Andy Barker's new Grad Physio podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, you will love his website, newgradphysio.com, which is packed full of free content to help you, a new Grad Physio, sports therapist or sports rehabilitator, overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice, working in the NHS, private practice and sport. 
Here you can get links to all his other podcast episodes, read all his blogs, find out about his book and his upcoming courses and the new Grad Physio membership. You can also download Andy's latest free resource, Five Steps to Fast Track Your New Grad Physio Career. It is packed full of clinical and non-clinical advice, including the missing career skill university didn't teach you that is stopping you getting better job roles, more opportunities and better pay as a new grad physio. Get access to all this by visiting www.newgradphysio.com. The new grad physio was built to help as many new grads as possible. So if you have enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and even better, tell someone else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you have planned, and here's to the start of your own successful new grad journey.